bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. We're not going to be dumb gay pandemic politics for long, Mm. Mamau. We went out to a sisty bestie dinner with Johnny and Teddy (laughs) this past week. We were living it up in WeHo like the Rona doesn't go here anymore. (laughs) That's true. I mean, we were masking, obviously, and it was all outside, but I got to I mean, WeHo was as if... It never happened. At the level of people that were out. I'm not ready for that. No, it was annoying. We were just trying to find parking and you were like, God, with the window <laughs> down. There's so many people in West Hollywood right now. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, I mean, we didn't mask at the table. It's like, yeah, right. you, you know, take them, you sit down, you take yeah. the masks off and you're like, well, we're just gonna go for it and here. It's heaven. It's like mm-hmm. the the outside areas have been turned. The parking lots have been turned. Oh, my God. And they should state. They should state like that because I liked being outside. I want to be outside. I don't want to be inside in a packed room. The irony is that prior to, you know, the pandemic, there literally wasn't a good outdoor spot except for the Abbey, which has everyone and their fucking uncle bugging the fuck Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. And it's like this has really it's like everywhere is like it's like a cabana now. Yes. It's everywhere. It's great. Fantastic. I mean, I know not every city can do that, but. Well, they are. Now they can, at least right now in this weather, because the what springtime. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, at the same time, I was in. I went to a different dinner because all the social things needed to come out of the woodworks <laughs> this weekend. Right. I went to a different dinner, mm-hmm. and the outside patio was huge, but it was covered. So it almost felt like I was in a restaurant. And at the same time, mm. I still got the feels. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like inside. Right. And then they were like, no, this is a patio. Look up. And I was like, oh, well, but it's covered. <laughs> and it w- I was into being inside, too. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. the little things now. Right. It's like, oh, my God, I'm indoors with other people. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. It's so weird. So now you know that that we have our drug den bulletin board uh-huh and we have many um of our 14 listeners mm. on there yes <sighs> i think we got i think what might be the best <laughs> picture postcard for our drug den bulletin board that we've ever got and i want kevin g to know and i'm wondering kevin kev are you key west kevin because we have um an old school gay pimpin Fran um, named Key West Kevin, but this is Kevin G. Mm-hmm. Meow Meow picked this up at our French male purveyors. Yes. And literally needed to take a picture front and back. <laughs> Couldn't wait for me to read it. Picture front and back and yep. said, Oh my God, <laughs> look at this. Like, Kevin, girl, we are obsessed. Obsessed, right? Meow Meow, you were dying, right? I mean, I was 
dying. I was jealous. I was, I mean, it's just so good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Now the picture alone is good. The story is good. Tell the picture first. Okay. The picture is of, of Kevin. Good old Kev. With Trisha Paytas. Now, if you guys are here for politics and don't do our Patreon or don't do the internet, the skank internet, the fucking, <laughs> not the dark web, the herpes web, um, then you may not know Trisha Paytas. We are, Stan doesn't even cover the level that we want to crawl in her vagina and live there. We are obsessed, obsessed. And we have danced around the idea of going on her OnlyFans, but that's that's how much we love her. But yeah. we're not going to because we want to keep her as a platonic friend. We yes, don't want her as a right. sexual that's, friend. That's we right. want to live in her vagina, that's but we right. want we want to live there together mm-hmm. and just as a, n- a snuggly place. But <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she is so wonderful in every way. We've done deep dives. We let everyone find Trisha, all of the deets about Trisha on their own. You have to do your own research. Yes. So we do deep dives on on our own psyche that we've discovered because of Trisha. We don't tell you all about Trisha. You have to find that out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, part of the joy of the Patreon, dare I say, just as a tangent, um, is you really find yourself on there. You know what <laughs> you I mean? You do. You just you do. really do. If you want to be a member of our Patreon, you just go to patreon.com slash politics, and it's only a dollar per episode. And it's like, we do like one every week. I'm sorry, actually, we do. In fact... <laughs> If you wanted two a week, you could pay $2. It's just like that cheap and that good and that amazing. And they're both an hour. And they're both an hour. And the thing about it is that, you know, you really do find yourself. You find your your own way. You find your journey. You find your magic. You You might not know that you love watching um, an ex-escort eat fried chicken but <laughs> you, you do yeah you, you do. love it you love it and you yeah. love watching trisha paytas eat anything um and anything and everything you 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 find new things about yourself via watching trisha paytas and you know and for people like my mom who is a member of the patreon mm-hmm. she wouldn't have known who trisha paytas is but no. she does now yeah she does yeah and i'm quite sure um she's a big fan um, as well i would assume so everyone is every single you know, I haven't asked him, but I know that my dad is a Patreon member. Yes. Now, he, they either, I know, ignore it and don't listen at all. Because you can do that. You can pay and just we not even listen. We love to take people's money. That's fine. We love it. Or he's secretly watching uh, Trish Paytas. Oh, we don't no, know that's about it. hot. Don't get, me, don't get me started thinking of Dr. Guacamole and Phil Elegante watching some Trisha Paytas. <laughs> making buttered noodles and pouring <laughs> half a gallon, half a carton of regular Morton salt into it. If I found out that my parents were on a Trisha Paytas <laughs> and they were cooking her food and doing... That's kill you yourself. Tell it your, it's like you have reached the pinnacles. You, it's time to kill yourself. You know what I mean? You've done it all. You've had I it mean, all. The joy would be so intense. It would be so intense <laughs> if I could... I'm imagining them now making buttered noodles. And you know, because she makes the buttered noodles with her boyfriend. Her fiance, her memo. fiance, her fiance, Moses, her Israeli fiance. Memo. So I mean, we should all have that. We're jealous of Kevin because he's on the cover <laughs> yes. of his picture postcard. He's going in the center next to Suvi and Obama and Aaron Cordova and Sean Mendez. <laughs> this is definitely super celebrity territory, and he says this. Hey, Julian Brandy, this is long overdue, but I felt the need to send a picture postcard of me and Hebrew school teacher Trisha Paytas. I went to see her live in 2018 in Toronto and she forgot the words to half her songs. It was amazing. Love the pod and Patreon. Love Kevin G, one of the OG 14. And one more thing, Nacho, bug it. Bug it, Nacho. It's actually bug it dumpling today because wow, Kevin. Yeah. 
whoa, he's been bugging. <laughs> I, I don't think it's Key West Kevin, Mama, because he mentioned Toronto. Interesting. Well, if it's not, then... He might be from Cantata. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he might be from oh Cantata. Oh, my God. In Toronto. Oh God. Toronto. Well, you know what, Kevin? If you are living in Cantata, <laughs> we are on the latest episode of Hey Queen, oh. which comes on Canadian TV. <laughs> Which is why we procured Julie a t-shirt from Drake's clothing line because, as we know, he is Cantatian. That's right. So we're hoping all, all of the Canadians come out the woodworks. We're waiting for the fan mail. We're waiting. So, Kevin, go watch all of Hey Queen on Canadian TV. All of it. Thank you to Johnny McGovern (laughs) from the bottom of our heart for doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, Christy Koch got Julie a couple bird books for the bird sanctuary Mm. that she's starting Mm -hmm. in her backyard. Right, Mamau? I sure am. We got a a cute little, you know, there are a couple of brown, it's it's a mostly handful of brown birds. They're street birds. However, they're street birds. They're street birds. Not pigeons, but they're little street birds. But on the, but... (laughs) I did notice that we've got a few red-breasted, red-headed little guys. So I'm very excited about that. Also, deep dives we do on the Patreon because Julie's turning her um, dirt patch, her large, large. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, a giant dirt knoll, if you will. Yeah, I think that's it's good. Quite it's quite big. A dirt knoll, yeah. She's trying to turn it into a bird sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. Christy also included some thimbleweed seeds, which I'm quite sure you'll just toss down with a note that says, four hummingbirds. They sold me the dream and I bought it. Happy face. So I guess this attracts hummingbirds. The books are Kaufman Field Guide to Birds of North America and a little hummingbird book. Nice. So that's great. I need you to actually Google what to do with these <laughs> seeds, please. Because I know you love to go down and get flower seeds and then just willy nilly. And I'm like, well, there goes f- set fire to the money for the seeds. You've done one little house. Or yeah. is it a platform? What is it? I got a replica of a park bench. Giving a pigeon vibe still. <laughs> giving a very I'm sorry, street- not a park bench. Not a park <laughs> bench. A, well, you know, a thing you sit at when you go to the park. When, and we're having a outdoor barbecue. Picnic table. Picnic table. Also pigeon vibe, though, my <laughs> I know you're trying to clarify, because what bugs at the beach? Seagulls. Also annoying, but this is, it's not that they're pigeons, but they're street birds. They're brown. They blend in. Like, you'll go, look yes. at the birds, and I'll be like, I don't see them. Where are they? They look like dirt. Right. I want mm-hmm. colorful birds to come and, like, get on me, like Snow White and stuff. Like, well, I want that, too. I want, I want them owls. to actually be cartoons. Oh, I would live. <laughs> How hard did you, as a kid, wish and stay up at night and try and create the thing to happen so that the your stuffed animals oh, would turn like, to when life. When does this turn into a car- fucking cartoon <laughs> yeah, in here, man? Yep. What do I got to do? Yeah, I've tried it all. I've tried it all. I'm except sure you've for tried it in the, in the last year. I have. Lauren Fields sent us meow meow. Now, this is going to be a surprise for you. Lauren, I have not revealed this to Mama because I want her to do I wanted her to do it live. Lauren Field sent us the cutest fucking candles, okay, from a company called Cancelled Plans in Washington. Okay. The tagline for the company is relatable scented candles. <laughs> Lauren gifted us their signature scent, Memo, Cancelled Plans, and she also gave us French Exit. Oh, French Exit. Yeah. God, it's so funny. Every every country claims they're the ones to do the exiting there's an irish goodbye oh there's a french exit well johnny coined speaking of johnny mm -hmm. mcgovern yes he coined the new york goodbye right that's what i'm saying so but yeah but johnny just made that up i don't think (laughs) we say that i'll say it and people be like oh you mean irish goodbye i'm like no i mean new york goodbye 
But I'm just gonna call. We should just call it our own names. Yeah, I just call, call it, it a brand I, I ghosted. I, I left early <laughs> and didn't say bye to anyone. <laughs> That's how I do what, it. What happened to you? No, no, I just left. Like because saying goodbye. Why say goodbye? I just makes it. I despise so entries annoying. and exits. I no. also like to sneak in and then just sit on the couch and people go, yep. "When did you get here? I've just been here. I've already been here. Now <laughs> I'm getting get ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's my favorite. Where have you been? Where have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? I've been fucking here. I've been here. This is where I've been. And also, what does it matter where else I've been? You're looking at me right now. Yeah, exactly. Let's not. Or like, oh, my God, I never see you. We, we should. Nope. We're doing it right now. We're doing that right now. Smell how good these smell. They're so beautiful. Lauren, they are so cool. I Ooh, never, nice ever, ever say I goodbye. I hate entries and exits. I don't mm. like the transition mm. at all. So Ooh, that smells good. And I'm actually the queen, mm. queen of canceling nice. plans. I've had to really, really try to not do that. I think I might rival you. It's hard when you have social anxiety, mental problems. And you're a flake. I'm a flake. We're flakes. We're flakes. We don't value other people's time. Right. We only care about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're narcissists. Right. People are lucky I cancel plans. I've just realized I'm yeah. one of those people Why too. Why do you that, want to hang out with me? Yeah, I'm like, I always turn the <laughs> conversation make about me. Whenever you say something, I then say my story. I'm like the person, am I, I'm like, am I doing one-uppers? Because I don't even mean to do that, but maybe I do. So I'm like, oh, it's just better if I don't go. I'm annoying. I'm on my own nerves. I am on. That's the name of your one woman show. I'm on my own nerves. I love these fucking candles. I this think this smells so good. So good. I canceled. It plans. reminds me of the last time that I <laughs> just kidding. What were you going to say? The last time you canceled plans? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was today, actually. <laughs> Okay, so here's what she said. You have no idea how thrilled I was last year to find my favorite people's couch personalities talking about the cesspool that is our American government. You've unwittingly been my friends when I'm too annoyed to deal with my actual friends. I've needed some laughs and y'all deliver every time. Your podcast is also the first one I've ever paid for. LA is the fucking pits now that it's reopened. So these candles are more apropos than ever. I'm glad we're starting to defeat C-19 and that people are safer and all that shit. But I wish they'd go back into their houses so I can do my curbside pickup in peace. Anyway, photo for the drug den coming soon. Lauren. Well, that's a perfect note. Perfect. Lauren, you better, better send your pick because God knows you live in LA. And if I see you, if I don't <laughs> look good, I'm going to be like, run. I think that's Lauren Fields. All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. JoJo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. JoJo and Kiki. All right, so this week, while the Republicans were distracted with getting their tiny dicks warmed up to cock-block the infrastructure bill, JoJo and Kiki were quietly making two big moves. Come for the sexy, but stay for the change. Because these motherfuckers are getting shit done, girl. They sure are. Okay, so <laughs> first up, on Friday, Biden signed an executive order creating a commission of 36 professionals to study the entire history of the Supreme Court Oof. all the way up until right now in order to assess the process of nominating judges and what the consequences would be of adding more seats. Oh, I think we know what the 
consequences are. Now, this was one of the things that we loved about Pete Buttigieg when he was running for president. He talked a lot about Supreme Court reform, and he had a lot of great ideas on how to do that. And the thing is, Meow Meow, Pete Buttigieg has been working closely with JoJo and Kiki every single day on the infrastructure bill because he's the Secretary of Transportation, Mm -hmm. which is basically the Secretary of Infrastructure. And you know he's been sitting up in the West Wing talking about, yeah, 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 we should fix all the bridges. (laughs) But you know what else you should fix? The motherfucking Supreme Court. Oh, for sure. And it's absolutely no accident that Biden just signed this executive order on Friday. And he signed something like 80 executive orders in his first two weeks. But not this one. Pete Buttigieg was probably sending him subliminal messages like ordering Nacho Supreme for the table when they go to lunch. I want that. Or Chastin drops off baby Ruth's as a treat for everyone at their late night work sessions. And mentions he likes them because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. (laughs) Or doodling pictures of the legal scale on his notebook and writing justice with hearts around it. And then leaving it open for Jojo and Kiki to see from his trapper keeper. Yeah. Oh Actually, God. I think Chastin probably did all of it because he knows yes. we know who's getting shit done in that <laughs> relation. You know what I mean? He's coming. out. Oh, I love thinking about Chastin <laughs> popping in there and yeah. just being like, oh, this baby Ruth is so delicious. This Ruth, ba- Ruth baby yeah. Ginsburg. Ginsburg is so good. Oh, my God. Kiki, do you want some? And just like justice, mm. justice, hearts, hearts, hearts. Oh, I love that. I mean. And right with his name, Chastin Justice. Yeah. Hearts, hearts, hearts. <laughs> Pete, Pete loves the Supreme Court. <laughs> with like a heart with heart, an heart, arrow. Heart, heart, Pete and Chastin Justice, Buttigieg, heart, heart, heart. It's like even when Pete, it used to get us real whoppy when Pete Buttigieg would talk about it during like the debates and stuff. It would be like, yeah, Andrew Yang always. And right. then for one second, Pete Buttigieg would have our hearts when he would talk about the Supreme Court because it's so fucking annoying. And I can't believe now, like obviously a commission isn't anything. It's nothing but a study. It's right. not even, it's literally nothing, but it's still exciting. But still having a study. When did we ever hear during the Trump reign? When right. Was there a study except for a study on when he got all the businesses together to figure out how li- n- none of them could pay taxes? And just the thought of Mitch McConnell stressing out about 36 (laughs) people getting together to point out the flaws in the current federal court Mm, appointment system is heaven. He needed to block Obama's nominee and then give us gold convertible Neil (laughs) Gorsuch and gang rape crybaby Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) And then he rushed through Jesus Jugs, Amy Corney, two weeks before the election. So if nothing else, this commission should just be called Watch Mitch McDouchebag Sweat. (laughs) And he, he, and I know this is my belief, Mm-hmm. based on my belief system yes is that i do believe that he edicted down like darth vader to the entire gop to talk about court stacking and how awful it is that biden would be stacking the courts and stacking the oh, courts God. when literally they do nothing but stack the courts that's what they that's that, their cornerstone and that's like and that's that's he our talking point. Don't try uh, and take our talking point. He, that's all they do is take our talking yeah, points. Like we made that. We invented that. We invented talking shit about you stacking the court. Yeah, exa- exactly. Dick. Mitch McStack Dick. So the panel is going to be led by Bob Bauer, who is Obama's lead White House lawyer, and Christina Rodriguez, a Yale Law School professor, who is Obama's deputy attorney general. And then 34 other legal professionals, both conservative and liberal. It's literally half and half in terms of ideology. And quite frankly, the conservative people on the commission are way more right than the liberal people. It's like middle and right. But fine. Good. I'm sure like with everything else he does, Biden wanted the shit fuck Republicans to feel represented. 
He literally said that he wants people on the panel who will offer evidence promoting the benefits of changing slash expanding the court. And he also wanted people who will offer the evidence of the harmful consequences of changing the current appointee system. Mm -hmm. He also said that he wants the commission to hold public hearings on the issue and to accept testimony and submissions from other legal experts, organizations, and members of the public who want to weigh in. And if I may, that's the meaning of bipartisanship. So anytime you, not you, one, the the royal you, let me drop some Megan McCain (laughs) names. You know, who we, we love, of course, but love may, dare I, may I? Yeah. She just talked about it. Bipartisanship. Why isn't they, why aren't they doing it? Why isn't they doing it? Why yeah. aren't they doing it? That's the, that's another talking point. There's no bipartisanship. I mean, Biden promised right. everyone was going to come together. Right. He was going to bring right. everyone together. He was going to, it's like, right. Well, how could you do that alone? Right. Ex- exactly. And also coming together doesn't mean just doing what you want. That's right. So here it is for you in a succinct perfect little nugget a group of people on both sides including the public trying to talk about and debate the good and the bad of stacking or not stacking adding more seats to the court and the whole thing about the court. that's the perfect example. yeah like there it, it is lifetime appointment there it is how they're appointed tell me what you think the, give me the conservative idea give me the liberal idea give me the people who aren't in government idea that's what it is that's what it is that's literally yeah. what it is that's what it is and just because you feel that way and you don't get your way doesn't mean it isn't bipartisan. Good one, Memo. So the report is due in October, and Biden also said that the commission isn't meant to give a recommendation on whether or not the court should be expanded or if there should be term limits or if the process of appointing the judges should be changed. Some of the things he wants the commission to put in the report are how the strengths and weaknesses of expanding the court should be evaluated, if expansion would require other reforms, and how the history of efforts to expand the court affect the present day debate. It's very esoteric. Right. Like, but what still- the fuck does any of that mean? <laughs> I've read it. I've heard it. I can't. I'm like, wait, what? It sounds like Pete Buttigieg should have been more specific when he wrote subliminal messages in Joe Biden's Nacho Supreme. <laughs> well, and also I'm thinking Joe Biden could be in, in this instance. He needs to be a little more forthcoming or at least a little more bendable in the sense that these are actually recommendations. Yeah, because these are he's, fully recommendations. He's, That's he all wants these are. to have this big statement like, nope, there's no recommendation. Right. And then every reporter who's already fucking annoying and we're going to get to that. <laughs> they're like, but what do you mean? How will the recommendation recommendation? Right. No recommendation. It's like, obviously, it's just presenting evidence on both sides and then which is a recommendation right i mean really at the end of the day why even have a commission if you're not trying to figure out what you want to do you don't have a group of people sitting around in the in the war room telling you you should attack sir you shouldn't attack sir you should attack you shouldn't why these this how many people are going to be killed this you are giving recommendations and and ideas as to and then he the president is going to go you know what? I've weighed all of your recommendations. Right. I mean, well, you're asking it in the first place. It's not like you're going, well, I, mean, I was just curious. Yeah. No, I just want to know. I brought you all into the war room to tell me, um, you know, the evidence of doing it, but just for nothing. Yeah. I was just wondering. I'm just, just wondering. Just going to take it and, you know, I like to meditate on it. <laughs> My thing is, though, before we move on, yeah. Since they're allowing the public to weigh in, uh, Max R, paging Max R, ooh, the head legal counsel yes. for dumb gay politics. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, <laughs> our boo lawyer Max is going to submit his research and findings 
And Max, we're going to request formally here and now that you send us a copy so that we can frame it. Julie has been including your 2017 iTunes review on all of our podcast <laughs> submission documents. And um, we like to keep records of all your work, Max. So. I'm actually now going to... Uh, and Max, listen, let us know if you don't want us to do this, but I will start using the title Head Legal Counsel for Dumb Gay Politics. <laughs> So it do, it's, it comes with no obligation. Obviously, you're not in, in trust, you know, you, but however, when I do get arrested, Max, actually, that's a good idea. When you send us your your research that you're going to you're going to send us a copy, uh-huh. a notarized copy. Right. That you notarized. Send, very send important. To notarized the, to the White House. Uh-huh. Send us some letterhead too. <laughs> yes, S- send please. us some of your lawyer letterhead <laughs> so that Julie can we can have that on hand. So Jojo and Kiki signed that executive order for the Supreme Court on Friday. And then on Monday, the White House held a semiconductor summit. <laughs> Hold on. Sexy time with a bunch of oh. leaders from the tech sector and the auto industry. What the fuck is a <laughs> semiconductor summit? And why does it matter? I mean, really, if I didn't look it up or if we didn't talk about it in any way, I still now would be going. Which is why we're telling the 14 people exactly. listening. So. Like Brandy said, the summit was a virtual meeting with CEOs from major auto and tech corporations, including Google, Ford, Dell, Hewlett Packard, and General Motors. They met to talk about the American manufacturing and supply chain of semiconductors. Why? Because semiconductors are in pretty much every single thing that uses electricity from cars to iPhones, and there is a global shortage. A global wow. fucking shortage so was, yeah. of semiconductors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The shit, it's 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 literally it's like a straight up emergency. Okay. And you don't know until you know, like you said. Yeah. And now that I know about semiconductors, I don't want to know. Uh-huh. It's so goddamn stressful. And it's such a big deal that Jake from State Farm Sullivan, who is the national security advisor, is the one who hosted the summit. Uh-oh. The shortage of semiconductors has gone from an inconvenience to a national security issue because these things are in everything. Defense technology, consumer technology, medical technology (laughs) during a pandemic, auto technology, (laughs) and every single industry that uses power to manufacture and produce their goods. So in other words every single industry in the world. I'm imagining someone sitting alone who's a prolific painter who just happens to be listening by accident and they're saying to themselves, I don't need a semiconductor to do my business. (laughs) And I say unto them, but you use your phone, don't you? And your lights. And how are you selling your paintings? Are you going out onto the the boardwalk in Venice (laughs) to sell? Um, Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) Here I am with my newest painting endeavor. It's called, I don't need your semiconductor. Well, there's we get, no, there's nothing. We there's get, no way. No, there's well, no way there, around it. There is no way around it. And that's, this is where I also start, want to bury my head in the sand. I don't want to think about no. semiconductors. And now we know why it took three months to get our new podcast equipment last summer. I mean, we've been trying to figure it out for, and, it took, we had to, I, I, we ended up canceling the order oh God. from Guitar Center and then like finding like a, yeah, again, a single vendor standing on a street corner Literally. like, do you have this? And right. they did accidentally. We were like, thank God. And they had God. to order it from a different... I mean, it was a whole thing. A whole thing. A whole thing. And then we had to go get drunk at El Torito after because we were like so excited we got the... Yeah. And then you spilled beer all over it like recently. And <laughs> yeah, we were like, yeah, oh no. But now they had them all stocked up. <laughs> I know, up. which is crazy. <laughs> oh, oh me. 
So the basic function of a semiconductor is to control the flow of electricity. So the electricity goes on when you turn on your device and then it goes off when you shut it off. <laughs> uh, mm. Semiconductors are critical to everything we use and the pandemic stretched the supply chain too thin. So Jojo and Kiki organized the summit to get the shit straightened out once and for all. Okay, so just a little, you know, info. The U.S. has the largest share of the semiconductor market. Shocking. I'm sure that we can go ahead and take the blame for that shortage then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So pro we produce and provide 45% of total sales. The semiconductor business also has become one of the most globally interlinked in history with the raw materials coming from Japan and Mexico and the chips being made in the U.S. and China. The chips are then shipped around the world again to be installed in devices that end up in people's hands in every country of the world. That was clearly copy and pasted. <laughs> now, obviously, the pandemic... <laughs> Now, obviously, the pandemic is the pandemic, and it has interrupted the manufacturing of tons of shit. But what it really highlighted was how crappy our supply chains are. And that was actually the main focus of the summit. So they brought the people together in order to talk about the semiconductor shortage and see how, you know, like Dell and blah, 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 we're going to use our factories. But really, it all com comes down to like our supply chains for like every critical thing that we use. Biden did an executive order back in his first two weeks when he did all those 100 executive orders. And one of them was like another commission studying the, our supply chains um, uh. of our critical things. And it's so semiconductors were one energy efficient batteries like, you know, they mm -hmm. use in. And again, I'm sitting here during the pandemic like, you know what? This sucks. Like we can't get our podcasting. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to get an American car. Let me get a Tesla. And now I'm like, no motherfucking way. Am I going to get something that needs a semiconductor to run? No way. No. I'm using gas, honey. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. Because your Tesla would be one Fully big electric. semiconductor. Yeah. One of the critical supply chains, though, is batteries, because mm. I guess batteries are not semiconductors or whatever you know i mean they kind of are but energy efficient batteries then precious metals that they use in like pharmaceuticals oh i know that's scary that's weird yeah. so there's a few critical things that oh, because gosh. the thing with semiconductors too is that the reason the auto people are there is because they can't even run like the auto manufacturing without it Ugh. So all these people who were already out of work in the pandemic were even more out of work because they're like, yep, we don't have any power. Oh, my God. Stay on home. <laughs> and there was a shortage on cars. You know, it was like impossible to get like the iPhone, blah, 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 blah. Well, the semiconductor are one tiny thing, but they affect everything in the economy. Our critical supply chains cannot be vulnerable to shit like a barge getting stuck in traffic on the Suez Canal. We need to make more shit domestically. And the more we can manufacture in America, the more self-reliant we will be and the less will be dependent on china apple got fed up with china and started making their own chips last summer which is probably why tim cook flaked on the summit and probably why all the new macs with the american chips got hacked <laughs> And now it's time to have some hot sake for lunch. This is our segment called Hot Sake for Lunch, where we give you the latest and greatest from the past week's White House press briefing, starring none other than White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is our cunty queen, and although she's only been on the job for three months, she's already our favorite part of 2021. Now, 
Before we can serve hot sake for lunch, we have to remind everyone that just because we identify as Democrats doesn't mean that we don't hate most of the lamestream liberal news media, particularly the ones who go to these press briefings. Peter Alexander, we're looking at you, sir. And before anyone gives us their notes, yes, we know we did this segment last week. (laughs) And yes, we know this is the same intro, (laughs) but it doesn't matter because the clips are different. And the sake is piping hot. (laughs) But the White House reporters are still there. And they're still lame. And we still hate them. (laughs) They're so caught up in being unbiased that their questions come across as argumentative, entitled, and unproductive. Yeah, like we finally got people in the White House who are looking to pass progressive policies and inclusive legislation. And these twits are over here throwing salt in the game every second. Hello, is your mom home? Because I want to let her know that Republicans don't need MSNBC reporters to defend their concerns at the White House press briefings. They have their own hookers from Fox to do that for them. That's right. Hello. (laughs) Awkward. Hello. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) All of them are complete fucking thirst buckets looking to star in a headline with Jen Psaki, and we can't fucking stand them. We're here for hot sake, not wet noodles and (laughs) shitty lighting, okay? Speaking of wet noodles, here's limp dick Peter Douchey from Fox News with his typical passive-aggressive shit-stirring shtick. And it's not like we'd expect anything less from Fox News. That is their job, after all. But this guy shows up at every briefing acting like the crunch rap captain of all the conservative press corps clowns, and he asks the absolute stupidest shit just to try to get hot sake to crack. And of course, she never does. I honestly thought nothing could top last week when <laughs> yeah, he asked yeah. Jen Psaki what the White House is doing. What is the White House doing? <laughs> what is the government doing to stop kids from being thrown over the wall at the border? But I was wrong. This week, he's an even <laughs> bigger douche. And of course, he's still bugging about the border. Okay, and then about immigration, the U.S. government is now reportedly spending $60 million a week to shelter migrant children that adds up to 3.1 billion dollars in a year where is that money coming from your mother mother. (laughs) oh yeah high five from across the podcast table well first i would say that as you may recall the prior administration requested and received nearly three billion dollars in supplemental funding from go fuck yourself peter (laughs) doing Oh, Jen, your voice uh, just, it just goes down so uh, clean, leaves uh, no hangover. Congress for the UC program back in 2019. That came after the previous administration had already made multiple transfers of hundreds of millions of dollars. And our commitment is to ensuring uh, HHS has the funds it needs now to safely and humanely care for children, which of course is resource intensive. We know that. There are 200 permanent shelters around the country and there are needs related to the pandemic, social distancing, uh, enhanced ventilation and testing that are additional needs given the time that we're living in. And because of the time that we're living in, is there concern if this is HHS money that it is uh, that these shelters, the Washington Post says the costs are going to rise significantly, that the shelters might be draining pandemic response elsewhere? No, no. But thank you for citing the Washington Post, you fox fuckface. That that is not what our concern is. Um, We uh, at all. Uh, We have funding for the pandemic response. Uh, I'm just conveying to you what we feel this cost is and why it is uh, at the rate it is at this point in time. I just got to just set you up for mm, 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 the coup de grace really of this moron. 
One more. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says that he asked the Biden administration to shut down the temporary shelter for migrant kids at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio because he says he has gotten information that children there are being sexually assaulted. Is that facility going to be shut down? Wow. I'm going to stop you there, Peter. Oh, my God. If the Texas governor, who we know is an absolute piece of gutter shit. <laughs> yeah got word that there's sexual assault going on at a Texas stadium where they're making a, a border facility to where, house people. Maybe call the police, Greg. <laughs> Why don't you go fire who's raping? Maybe, oh, I know. Maybe put the raping in jail. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Isn't Texas, Greg Abbott, Governor Abbott, isn't it you, sir, and everyone in your state, not the people, but in the government who <laughs> don't want the federal government? bugging on to what all right say but you want to close the the facility you want biden to come in and close the facility because you heard because you heard texans are raping children right honestly it's it's beyond honestly honestly well first we take safety and the well-being of children uh in our care very seriously Uh, hence our earlier conversation about the funding spent to keep them safe during the pandemic um, he, we are, uh, his claims will be looked into uh, and investigated by the Department of Health and Human Services. You know what I like to do when I hear um, a rumor that children are being sexually assaulted somewhere? I love to call the White House and leave a message <laughs> asking if they could go check in on it. Wow. Like, what the fuck are you actually talking about? Be- now, and what about you, Peter? Hop on a plane since you're so concerned about the right. kid getting thrown over the wall yeah, and exactly. now this. Like, who sits around going, I mean, I heard there's kids over there getting sexually assaulted. Let QAnon know they're so concerned about the fucking pedophile fucking ring. Like, I don't even, I honestly, I was watching this and I was just like, I don't understand why the authorities aren't being called. These are politicians. Call some kind of federal authorities. <laughs> call the police. Call, yeah. Call the rape police. Call. Get on top of it. Get a vigilante crew. Do something. Get yeah. a group of parents. Yeah. Go find QAnon right. again. But like, don't leave a message with the receptionist at the White House saying if Biden will go ahead and shut down a giant oh stadium gosh. using to house kids well, with I, nowhere to I, go. I honestly, I can't even. We have no basis for his call to shut down. No basis. The, uh, Freeman, the San Antonio Freeman Coliseum he had a dream. as an intake site, but we will, of course, <laughs> a fever this, dream. Uh, this, uh, these allegations oh. seriously, and they will be investigated. Greg Abbott needs to be fired. Like, I can't. Immediately. Okay, so here's a dumbass idiot asking Hot Saki if Biden should be relying so heavily on polls to gauge the popularity of the infrastructure bills, suggesting instead that perhaps he should rely on the advice of the elected officials. He's a complete fucking tool, and Jen Psaki knows right away. And the other question, uh, domestic, um, on the infrastructure, where on a scale of one to ten, if you could do that? Uh, oh, probably <laughs> not, but try me. I always love yes and no questions. I'd love to try you. She goes, oh, <laughs> sorry. Well, this is a one to ten, so. Okay. Go ahead. Um, does the president, who is an about bipartisan guy, uh, put getting one or more Republicans to support this? Uh, and you, you've been saying consistently that it doesn't, in a way, it doesn't matter what they do on the Hill because the, the public supports what the president is doing. And you- so he said, the president, who is an avowed bipartisan guy, there we go again, and and that he's claiming that Jen Psaki says repeatedly <sighs> in the press room that it doesn't matter what happens on the Hill because the public supports what the president is doing. I'm just in case you guys couldn't hear. Polls. 
they do say we that. don't say it doesn't matter it's just an impact and there is a question that i hope your colleagues on the hill ask a number of republicans which is why would they oppose uh, investment in our nation's infrastructure when the vast majority of the american public thinks it's imperative we do but as the secretary just said the disagreement is not really about the need to modernize our nation's infrastructure. It's about the size, it's about the pay-fors, and we absolutely understand there will be compromise, there will be debate. That's all a part of the process. Is it a little dangerous to be always citing the polls, though? Isn't it a little dangerous to be dangerous? always citing the polls? Basically, all your credibility rests in the polls. Your, your do you, do you not think the American people's view is important as it relates to what elected officials do on the Hill? Sure. Don't polls change a lot, whereas the elected officials are elected officials. There's been pretty consistent support for infrastructure. And I think it's an important point. We feel like it's an important point because when we talk about bipartisanship, we're talking about how we meet the needs of the American people. Republicans, independents, Democrats. Rebuilding bridges is not a democratic idea. Um, ensuring kids don't have access to have access to clean water is not a democratic idea. Broadband access probably actually impacts more rural areas that might be leaning more Republican than Democratic if you look at it, the maps across the country. So our point is this is addressing not a political issue. This is addressing a, a um, vital uh, need in the country that's not uh, that impacts all of the American people. My point is, what is the point of your fucking question? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Isn't it dangerous to be relying on polls? Reli and I like you saying relying on the polls. First of all, I, okay, okay, let me just calm down. Okay, let me just calm down. Let me just calm down. Okay, let's say polls are inconsistent. Let's say polls are you know, we, we don't, we're not into polls. No, we know. They're, not. They're bullshit. They're, Hillary Clinton, that's it. Hillary Clinton, period. Bullshit. And every single Republican does it. They all do it. They go and they go, look, the American people, there's a Gallup poll. And they hanging in 100 out of fucking on Family Feud. Yeah. One out of 100 <laughs> yeah. people yeah. were questioned, do you want infrastructure? And they go, are you Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, Green Party? What the fuck are you? Then they say what they are. And now we have a poll. And now we know that 78% of the American public wants the fucking infrastructure bill. So is it dangerous to rely on polls? It's dangerous to not listen to anything the American people have to say. And you know what else is dangerous? Only allowing elected officials to make the decisions right. based on what their lobbyists are doing right. and paying them money. That's what's dangerous, as fuckbag. Our, as if our elected officials represent oh, us. God. Ted Cruz was on a flight to Cancun <laughs> yeah, when his right. state was frozen over. No, nobody's looking. Again, mm. I heard their sexual assault. Let me leave a message for <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Come the fuck on, you moron tool. I just had a vision. Here's my vision. Okay. When we talk about Jen Psaki and what she does to, you know, was she, is she drinking? Is she doing some sort of Vicodin? What is she doing? I think I might have figured it out. What is it? I think she's being a dominatrix at night. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hot. <laughs> I think that she's... I and, think like on her husband. Well, it would have to be <laughs> on her, her husband, husband and her husband's friends or or whoever. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, is she a dominatrix for hire? I'm not sure <laughs> if it's for hire or if it's whatever it is or she shows up or she or if it's more of a, a vigilante hobby. dominatrix. Oh. Um, Maybe she's dominated. a hobby dom just to release tension, you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So but I'm feeling as though it could be. Maybe a wife calls her and is like, my husband is being blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she shows up with and her steps fucking, on him. Yeah, all that. Steps on yeah, them. Yeah, all of it, yeah. Something's getting, something's releasing her tension. 
And I, I'm here for it. All right. Well, moving on. Here is a Russian spy asking two stupid non sequitur questions about Putin that literally no one cares about right now. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> The German Chancellor Merkel um, spoke with Vladimir Putin today and demanded the withdrawal of the Russian troops on the Ukrainian border. What is the U.S. position and has there been any contacts between the U.S. and Russia in the recent days about this issue? Also, I'm wondering if inside (laughs) the um, cave that there is a little golden statue that I can go to try to retrieve. Um, And that is where we have some couple of jewels hidden from... (laughs) couple of years ago so just wondering jen if you know anything about the golden statue hidden with some juice uh i don't have any additional uh contact to read out aside from i think the last high level contact was at the defense she's not uh, into minister it. level that she's not into none of us are into it no last week I'll take but Mary Bruce since you there. gave me the opportunity let me just convey that the united states is increasingly concerned by recent escalating russian aggressions in eastern ukraine including uh russian troop movements on ukraine's border russia now has more troops on the border with ukraine than at any time since 2014. Mm. five ukrainian soldiers have been killed this week alone Uh, These are all deeply concerning signs. Uh, We are, of course, um, President spoke with President Zelensky, as you know, uh, last week. Um, In addition to reassurances to Ukrainian officials, uh, the United States, uh, we are also discussing our concerns about the increase in tensions uh, in ceasefire violations and regional tensions with NATO allies. So that's another part of the conversations that is ongoing. But I don't have any engagements with the Russians to read out. After issuing a multitude of sanctions in the last years, Uh. and even after calling Vladimir Putin a killer, as the president did, in general, what do you think, how is the influence, does the US and does the general, the West in general, have any influence on Vladimir Putin? Do we have any influence on Vladimir Putin? No. Look, I think. No. No. Does it look like we have influence on Vladimir Putin? What kind of question is that? What influence have you seen with your... (laughs) German Russian <laughs> eyes that you've seen that America, particularly on the West, has any influence on Vladimir Putin. That is uh, perhaps in some ways suggesting that just because someone does bad behavior, we shouldn't hold them accountable unless we know it's going to immediately change their behavior. And that's just not how we see foreign policy um, or how we see our engagement in the world. Um, And look, I think uh, our focus is on, there's still an ongoing review, weeks, not months, weeks, not months, and that that we are assessing uh, as it relates to the troubling actions of Russia and this Russian government, uh, where there will be consequences, as the president has conveyed, seen and unseen. And we hope to have more on that soon. And you know what? You're never invited back, sir. (laughs) I don't know who let you in here. So this next clip is a light, charming moment between Hatsaki and a reporter she hasn't seen in a while. Now, this reporter is not annoying, and she asks, like, good questions about North Korea doing secret missiles and shit. But we're not going to (laughs) play any of that because we're already over on time, and she's completely normal and good. We're only going to play the beginning because I have to stop us here and note Jen Psaki's sense of humor because okay. she not only has a sense of humor, but she's has a sarcastic one at that. And as someone with a sarcastic sense of humor who can't control it and often wishes I were dead from <laughs> attempting to use it in the wrong situation. Wow. I just can't believe, even just from what we've here today, that one could 
keep that in check. I don't, I mean, honestly, like she's slowly just becoming my idol. Go ahead, Aisha. This is your first time in the briefing room, right? Well, since, since the Biden administration. Yes. 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 And it's my wedding anniversary. So it's oh, day. happy anniversary. Well, and here you are with us. Ed got you a cake. That was so nice of Ed. Okay. So the the good the good humor as we are there is the fact that she said Ed got you a cake so nice of Ed Ed is sitting in front of Aisha Ed is a fucking piece of shit that Julie hate tweeted at and tried to get into a Twitter fight with he's fucking annoying he seems like he smells like a mildew towel I don't like his attitude he's always aggressive to Jen she clearly is just like I think she obviously as as you do she takes the women on more than the men the men are just like bullshit to her yeah but he right. is an annoying twit right. who bugs on that she puts up with and just keeps herself from rolling her eyes but to say ed got you a cake how nice of ed it's just like <laughs> yeah and later he's gonna go yes ma yes madam yes, yes mistress right. yes mistress because she hung 42 pounds of bricks off of his balls yeah i love that she dragged him into the like <laughs> the thing of it it's so great and then and then aisha then goes on to say like mm. and i know since it's my anniversary you're gonna let me ask a bunch of extra questions and she's like of course <laughs> Okay, so after experiencing the sweet burn of the hot sake sarcasm, listen to how fucking annoying this next asshole is. He starts by asking about why Kamala Harris found time to visit a bakery in Chicago, but hasn't yet met with Central American leaders about the border situation. And then his questions just get progressively more insufferable from there. Thank you, Jen. Uh, I'd like to pick up the line of questioning on immigration and the border. Okay. And ask you two rather quick uh, follow-up questions about some other topics. You always like yes or no questions. I don't know if they're yes well, or no. Go ahead. Answer as you will. But, okay. Uh, so on uh, immigration and the border, um, <laughs> as we've discussed here today, Vice President Harris has been put in charge of addressing the root causes of the uh, border crisis. Uh, last Tuesday, she spoke with Guatemala's Spook. president, but she hasn't visited the border or Central America or spoken with leaders of El Salvador or Honduras. Um, she was traveling this week, took time to visit a bakery in Chicago. Um, I'm wondering, is she still working on this? And can you address the perception that she's kind of quietly backing off? Have well, you gone anywhere? Have you gone anywhere? And are, are you still managing to work on your job even though you went and ate dinner somewhere or went home and went to bed? <laughs> nope, she's done working on it. The sec you know what? She found out she really wanted to try this bakery in Chicago. So she stopped working on the border entirely. She's just like, fuck it. I'm going to only have snacks at this bakery in Chicago. She doesn't want to work on anything except bakeries in Chicago, sir. Secretary Mayorkas is pursuing. And don't talk about Secretary Mayorkas. <laughs> don't you fucking talk about him. And potentially prosecuting people. Prosecuting people. There's a whole lot packed in there. So let me just see what I can do. A whole here. lot of bullshit. Um, first, I would say uh, the vice president was visiting Chicago actually to talk about COVID and the importance of. Uh, communities getting the vaccine when it's available and accessible to them. And so while she was there, like many Americans, she got a snack. I think she's allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, but like, she the was there. What are you talking about? And nope, she's not oh working on it God. anymore. He's, they're, they're sitting around having to make something. They're, they're literally trying to think, what are we going to do here? How are we, we going to panic everyone? They're gonna, so happy yes. with their stimulus checks. Yeah. They're so stoked that the, their roads and bridges, they're going to get broadband, wireless. Right. They're, how can we freak everyone out? They're actually working on immigration, even though it's a, we all know that it's a, it's a slow, slow, complicated process. But 
we need to keep them fearful for the next election coming up so that they scapegoat all the Im- immigrants that are going to come right. in and take their jobs. What are we going to do? Make sure you tell them that Kamala Harris is now turning into the vice president of Chicago bakeries. <laughs> About COVID and uh, play a role as she's playing a significant role on our efforts to address vaccine hesitancy, communicate with the public about how we can do this and uh, it's it's imperative to get the vaccine when it's available. Second, I would say um, that yesterday, and this is actually a statement put out by her team, um, USAID announced the deployment of a DART team. We only have these in a couple of places in the world, so this is fairly significant, to respond to urgent humanitarian needs in Guatemala, Honduras, yeah, so she and is El Salvador. Working. This is meant to help address the immediate humanitarian needs, whether it's drought, food Should she join the DART team? Ongoing COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. And this is in communities that are still recovering. So that is actually an announcement made by the vice president's team earlier today. Um, she, this is absolutely an issue that she is remains committed to, is in the lead on. The Northern Triangle, which I'm sure you're aware of, but is not the same as the border. They're all related to each other, but addressing the North, b- being responsible and in the lead on the Northern Triangle is working with these countries in the region, addressing the root causes, working with them on how we can address issues like long-term food insecurity, drought, the COVID-19 pandemic, hurricanes, et cetera. That's what she's focused on. I don't have an update on when she'll travel. I'm sure it will be soon. They're still working on this issue very much. Well, I, well, they wouldn't be putting on a statement this morning if she wasn't, would they? I have two other questions. <laughs> I'd like to circle back to something that a colleague asked in this room a few sure. weeks ago. Uh, they asked about a request by about three dozen Democrats in Congress. He wears people's skin at night. I hate his voice. He yeah. reminds me of Jared I, Kushner. Uh-huh. I call that the, the paste eater. <laughs> for President Biden to relinquish unilateral, um, I believe at the time you weren't aware of that request. So what he's asking about is that a a colleague, another paste eater, brought up that apparently members of Congress, which I'm sure include Margie (laughs) Cunani Granani, got together and asked Biden to give up his nuclear capabilities to turn it over so that he didn't have it. It's the dumbest question done by the dumbest people in Congress, and now he's now repeating it. And I'm sure Jen Psaki is like, dry as a desert in her fucking bloomers (laughs) and is ready to just have Secret Service maim this guy on the way out. (laughs) You've been able to get an answer from the president on that? I don't have anything more for you on that. Oh, oh. The hot sake got cold as ice right there. Wow. I don't have any more. For the, like, why are you repeating that? It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Three outlier members of Congress made some dumb thing about taking the new. It's stupid. And now we have to play her finally just snapping. Okay. Let me just get around to the back and then and you have to gather soon. Oh, Go ahead. Um, Iran immigration. They're all follow ups. Um, on Iran, uh, the foreign minister is vowing revenge against Israel for its alleged attack Israel. on facilities. She's in the very back Israel's row. Israel's not denied this. How concerned is the White House, is the president, that the actions of an ally potentially may be derailing efforts by the White House to get Iran back into compliance under the JCPOA? Well, I think I answered a version of this question earlier, but let me try again. Uh, we haven't talked about well, it. again, we've seen the reports. Uh, we don't have anything more to speak to as it relates to the causes or who is responsible. Uh, our focus of, is, of course, on the diplomatic path forward. Uh, we have not been given any indication that attendance at the uh, discussions and the that will proceed on Wednesday has changed. So that and just as a quick setup, 
This woman's in the very back row. She's already asked a question. This is the last question of the entire pre- briefing that's already gone on for an hour. <laughs> and she needs a follow-up. Right. Even though Jen Saki's already answered the question. Mm-hmm. The bitch is tired. She's been standing there for an hour. She's done with these toolboxes. But is there concern that the actions of an ally are derailing? I think I've answered your question. Did you have another one? I didn't think it was an answer. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm going to kick your fucking ass, you bitch. Let's hear that again. I didn't think that was an answer. I've already answered your question. Do you have another one? Oh, I want her to step on me with heels. I think I've answered your question. Did you have another one? I didn't think it was an answer. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I've answered it a couple times. I've answered it a couple times. Then she turns my mouth. She's going to be... I'm sorry to hear that. I've answered it a couple times. (laughs) Oof. Quickly follow up. Okay. Let me try on Ukraine. The Secretary of State said that there will be consequences um, if Russia continues Back to Ukraine Mm -hmm. along the border. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a sense Mm -hmm. of what those range of (laughs) options are? And then also, at what level does this escalation require President Biden to reach out to Vladimir Putin? Uh, Well, I would say that what we've long said is that there will be some consequences that are seen and some that are unseen. I'm not going to give you a a menu of the options when we're ready to announce them. We will announce them and share the details uh, with all of you. Very quickly on immigration. Really? Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to walk off for the last five minutes and now you're going to hit immigration, uh, of course. With regard to the, um, the militarization of the borders in Central America oh. and that have been secured, did the White House in any way secure any, or is the White House concerned, given the record number of children that have been making this track, that they are at greater risk, given the fact that these are soldiers, not daycare workers? Well, I think the objective oh. is to oh deter, uh, deter oh the God. journey. And oh so God. that's why our discussions with these countries involved uh, increasing law enforcement capacity at the border. Though about You're still going to ask another one? You guys never cared about the children before, and now mm. all you want to talk about are the children in other countries of whom you don't even want here. You're a liar. And she's going to ask another question. Increased militarization given... I didn't call it that. Those are your words, not mine. Yeah, um, exactly. We, are, we, incre- we worked with them to increase law enforcement at the border to deter... Uh, the travel, which is a treacherous journey, which where many lose their lives. I think we have to gather. Thank, thank you. Yeah, you're gather. done, bitch. You are you're done. done. Now it's time for so there's that. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially when half the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the other half are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy Twitter-fighting Bernie battles with their own side to win the war. But we need something to give us hope or we will all kill ourselves each week. And that little something is Julie's So There's That. So tell us, Meow Meow, what have you got for us this week? Have you heard of Larry Hogan? 
it's not Hulk Hogan. It's not Hogan's heroes. It's not the Hogan family. No, this Hogan is the Republican governor of Maryland. He's also a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. <laughs> For the and record. Maryland is right by D.C. So that's like yes. totally bleeds over into D.C. Bleeds over. Okay. Now, for the record, I'm being very harsh on him. And apparently up until this week, people have been pretty middle of the road with this guy. He's supposed to sort of be a moderate Republican. You know what I mean? That whole idea of a moderate Republican. At this point, that just means you're not QAnon. Exactly. Now, it seems like with many white people, the Black Lives Matter movement defunding the police and police reform have really triggered their white privilege. And we've come to see what really matters for a lot of them. This guy could potentially be the poster child. And what did he find while doing this sort of research for himself? He found that, yes, his white privilege is clearly of the utmost importance. So. Uh Uh-oh, not a governor with white grievance (laughs) on the table. (laughs) The fuck out of here, Larry. So in Maryland, in response to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know, that whole getting away with killing black people thing when you're the police and hiding behind your corrupt blue wall thing. Well, Maryland's legislators have actually been working on it. However, they have a Republican governor. Barf, how? Who's not into it. However, their House and Senate are Democrat controlled. Thank God. So Larry really wanted, really wanted to put forth legislation that would. I think people accidentally voted for him because they thought he was from fucking the Hogan family. (laughs) Larry literally wanted to have legislation that was about pretty much entitled a police bill of rights. No, no, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they already have it. They already have it. So apparently in 1974, the police bill of rights was implemented in many states across the country. And this is why we have this wall of this blue wall, this why they can kill you without going to jail. Remember when when we had on Mr. Beat and he told us because he lives in Kansas, which is the heartland. It's the very center of the entire United States, the Mm -hmm. direct dead center. He said, all you see there is blue lives matter. Right. What? I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, nightmare. Larry Hogan. This fucking guy wants to talk about police rights and all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Well, the legislature was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they, for the last year, literally for the last year, have put forth like a police reform bill that is supposed to be like a full reformative thing with public, the whole thing, right? He just went and vetoed it, vetoed it, vetoed it, vetoed it, vetoed it. So... Three of the main things that he wanted to veto were the following. Maryland Police Accountability Act of 2021, which mandates body-worn cameras statewide and changes use of force guidelines. Senate Bill 178. He vetoed that? Yeah. Maryland Police Accountability Act of 2021. It's called Anton's Law, which changes how search warrants can be executed, limits the use of no-knock warrants, and allows... Which is what killed Breonna Taylor. Correct. And allows for the inspection of records relating to police conduct. Under the bill, police could only use no-knock warrants between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m., except in an emergency. He vetoed it. Finally, House Bill 670, Police Reform and Accountability Act of 2021, which repeals the Law Enforcement Officers' Bill of Rights. The whole thing would get repealed. Okay, that whole Bill of Rights, that whole thing. He vetoed that too. Uh, let me once again say what they're even putting forward is called Police Reform Accountability Act. I mean, just that alone should make you like fucking jizz on the table. So, yeah, and like the only reason, and it doesn't matter what you're in, it doesn't matter what industry, if you don't want an accountability act, yeah, right. then you don't want accountability. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Okay. So, Larry wrote this big letter saying why he thought that all needed to be vetoed, whatever. Here's a 
quote from it. These bills would undermine the goal that I believe we share of building transparent, accountable, and effective law enforcement institutions and instead further erode police morale, community relationships, and public confidence. They will result in great damage to police recruitment and retention, posing significant risks to public safety throughout our state. Under these circumstances, I have no choice but to uphold my primary responsibility to keep Marylanders safe, especially those that live in vulnerable communities most impacted by violent crime, and veto these bills. They might as well just be called transparency bills, but yet he's saying they would erode transparency. He's... I don't give a fuck about police morale, and that's even knowing that we want to have police. We can't not have police, and we even know police personally. You know, I have family members, but it's just like... They already have rights. Well, and they are, their lives already matter. Yeah, and right. they already... You're, all, you're also saying to, in this particular state, like, the morale is going to go bad because if they kill someone in their home by um, illegally entering their house and they kill them, then they're going to go to jail. Oh, then their morale is going to go down. Oh, yeah, and they, their they morale is going to go they down. They won't want to be police unless they have... A, if they have accountability, then th- their morale is going to go down simply right. because they have rules and accountability. Exactly. So it's a bullshit. So on Friday, the Maryland legislature got together shit in a bag and threw it at Larry's house. The House vetoed to override the governor's veto of police accountability legislation. On Saturday, the Senate then got in huge fights, debate, 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 and they decided to override the veto too. It went back and forth a little, but ultimately both chambers got together, put their foot down, vetoed the veto, and squashed Larry's police wet dream. Maryland is now the first to repeal the police bill of rights law, (gasps) replacing it with all new procedures that will give civilians a role in the police disciplinary process. That is, uh, I was literally looking at you going, why is this her? So there's that. (laughs) This is depressing. Oh my God. I'm so excited. It's amazing. The first state. Allegedly so. Wow. Rotted Republicans and their bullshit small government yet big law enforcement theory, which is the same fucking thing, can enjoy rotting in the jail cells and prisons that they've built. Being a police officer isn't a license to become the judge and jury for your own supremacist dreams. I just hope Maryland is the beginning of every single state in the country to start adopting real police reform where, yes, police unions, police unaccountability, police power and privilege is defunded and that money goes into actual justice, safety and community. So congratulations, Maryland. So there's that. Okay, so that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast and for listening all the way to the end if you're still here. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. And let me just repeat that for the person who left a review saying they like this podcast, but they can't deal with our endless sales pitch. There are no ads on our Patreon podcast, but unfortunately, that one isn't free. (laughs) No, it's not free. However, it's only a dollar. 
And you get one podcast a week for a dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts. If you want to hear one to see what it's like before you commit, we have a free one posted that anyone can listen to. Just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down the locked podcasts until you get to the one called windows up sing time and then just press play you can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer you don't have to download anything or sign up for anything and if you don't want to deal with the patreon then go ahead and leave us a review on itunes (laughs) we're almost at 2000 reviews and believe it or not that number really helps us get big guests we got turned down by Hunter Biden this week, <laughs> but we've gotten a few maybes from some other important people. That's true. And the first thing they look at are the reviews for sure. And you know what? Feel free to be honest. Like NYC T-O-O-C, who did give us five stars, meow meow, and said, love this education about politics. They are far from dumb and very informed. <laughs> love their political updates. So nice, right? But then NYC T-O-O-C went on to say, You'll just need to fast forward 20 (laughs) minutes as they read off fan mail. But then it's very informative. Okay, so that's true. That's true. It's it's true. Um, And also, you could also just say fuck this one and then do the Patreon. But the thing is, you're not wrong, Walter. Say it with me, Mama. You're You're just just an asshole. asshole. But again... Tell your truth. Leave a review and tell your truth. We need the numbers. Well, Kate H. also gave us five stars and said, Been a longtime listener, and I'm embarrassed to say that on occasion, I have to remind myself Julie and Brandy are not my personal friends. They make me laugh so hard. I've been a fan of these two since that show. Thanks, Andy. I swear this podcast turned my daughters onto politics and the importance of being aware. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. How sweet is wow. that? Wow. Well, that is very nice. We love to hear that people let wow. their children, or even if they're adults, listen to all of our cussing and that it has helped anyone be more aware. That's what we're here for. That's what it has done for us. Oh, my God. We're so aware. <laughs> Just make sure you fast forward to the 20 minutes of fan mail, Kate. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. <laughs> but mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And drunk on sake. Mm. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. 
the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite? Right. I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs>